Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello! You are listening to We Play RPGs. More specifically, Prismatic Guard. I have to remember that because we have a bunch of shows on here now. And I'm your host, Eli, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Robarth Mirax. I'm Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margot. And this episode is brought to you by Dice! Specifically, Metallic Dice Games, and they're very pretty dice. Mm. We all have dice from them, and uh, I am positive Jason is using his. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that response, just like, fucking yeah. I have, a, I have a pile of dice on the side, and it's all of the Metallic Dice, and then a couple of my regular ones for spares when I need them. I use the gemstone dice a lot. They're lucky. It is one of my favorite things because it's just very funny to me, but it's also kind of a testament to how nice all of Metallic Dice Games dice are, is that uh, Ashley bought Jerry uh, for their birthday a set of dice, which was like, hey, just pick a set, send me the link, I'll buy them. And Jerry looked all over the website and saw resin dice that glowed in the dark. And went these ones, not like opal dice or burnt metal dice. Nope, these ones glow in the dark and they're real pretty. And I feel like that's a testament to just how nice all of the dice on that website are. Yes, there's yes. dice for everyone, whatever your taste in and whatever you're looking for. I just wanted pretty dice that glowed. I respectable. Mm-hmm. Well, I got my dad a set of uh, their mismatched uh, gemstone dice, and they only have those occasionally. Uh, the mismatched sets, when they get a bunch of orders, sometimes they get them. Uh, but I got him a set for Father's Day, mostly just a, hey, here's this pretty thing for you. And now my 61-year-old dad, is, who's never played Dungeons & Dragons, is like, I kind of like to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, so that is the magic of metallic dice games. Want to get your friend uh, to play? Buy him some dice. Yeah. If you go to their website, metallicdicegames.com, and use the coupon code PLAYITFORWARD, you get 10% off your entire order. Uh, which is awesome because it also applies to their dice trays, which are felt and magnetic, uh, so they're easier to to move around, and also dice boxes, which are very, very pretty. This episode is also brought to you by Found Familiar Coffee, the thing that keeps all of us alive because caffeine is the only drug that is not cocaine. That That's a statement. 
definitely a statement Listen, there. I could do cocaine or caffeine, and caffeine isn't illegal. I mean, true, but... Although, every time I uh, order found familiar coffee, I do have to fight a Mormon to the death. And they usually come very. That's actually not related to the coffee. That's just a that that's kind of a different thing. It just always seems to sync up. Well, it's it's just timing. You order your coffee, you go to bed, and then you wake up at six a.m. and a Mormon's at your doorstep, going, "Hey, you want to hear about?" And it's like, "No." Do you throw down? Uh, you said at the fist fight a Mormon. I just imagined you shooing off a group of Mormons off your porch, like a bunch like a bunch of raccoons off your porch, just like with a broom. Like, get! Oh and they just run away hissing. So, what's funny in that regard, uh, well, let me finish this. Go to foundfamiliar.com slash play it forward for 10% off your whole order. It's incredibly good coffee. But, in that vein of me gently shooing people off of my porch, uh, a probably very poisonous spider has been building a web in front of my door and I've just been ducking under it because it's not bothering anybody and I don't want to ruin all of its hard work. Are you talking about the orb weaver? No, no, that's not, uh, it's not an orb weaver because the, the web's not quite that big and intricate. Uh, well, why do you think it's poisonous? I don't know. It's got a big butt and it's red. Yeah. Bright colors tend to mean. No. Okay. So just because it has worked really hard, you're like, no, I'll let this spider, you know, if he comes in the house and bites me, it's okay. Well, I mean, he's not trying to come in. That's good. He keeps the the insect Well, why would he want your home? He has his own home. Exactly. True. Uh, I have walked through it a couple times because my hair is getting very tall. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine the spider bitching. You know what? I've been working on that for days now and all you have to do in just five freaking seconds is knock it over with your big tall hair do you know how many days days are to me <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but anyway this is now a spotter podcast yes this is, this is a spider podcast <laughs> on the web <laughs> nailed it <laughs> oh, that pun that pun was glorious. We should save this idea for April Fools. Oh, that would be great. Um, anyway, this when we left off, you all had parted ways with your uh, crystal person friend, uh, Svold. Yes. And you were uh, back on the path to the UN Empire. Yep, and we have a little cart now. Mm-hmm. And a pack lizard. In a lizard. That's very useful. Yeah, you weren't able to bring Ninja Horse. I mean, we didn't think we would need Ninja Horse. We're going through a library. No, no one we party got needs all remember. that power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did the math the other day, and I forgot the math. But if I'm remembering correctly, you guys have spent about two months away from home now. Uh, every couple of days, Flint sends a message. Like, he just kind of sends off his little windy toy and just pew. Sends a quick message. Uh, the first cup, the first, like, two were to Lord Betton. Then he sent one to Yarsel, explaining the situation. Then, uh, another one to Sergeant Wen if Rovarth 
wanted uh, for Rover. Oh, I'm... I I imagine if Link goes, hey, you know, I can send a message to Sergeant Wen if you want, and Rovarth goes, I've already been doing that. I, I I've I've been having me? private conversations with her at night. I enjoy our alone time. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just okay then. I'll just send I'll just send one to the kids. <laughs> alone time. We're just talking about <laughs> old people well, stuff. Don't we're not gross. sure. Okay, you know what? You know what old people spend most of their time doing. Fuck it. It's like, it doesn't count. It's a dream. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's a dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. It doesn't count if it's a dream. Sweet dreams are made of <laughs> these. Things. This isn't sex. It's just a tease. <laughs> oh, Sweet dreams are made of this booty <laughs> dead ass dead ass well uh, then Flint sends a message to the kids telling them to behave or else they will not be happy your response back is what you would imagine it would be from four children all trying to respond at the same time lots of gobbledygook each of them got five words each behave well, like, or will not be happy we know you know Roscoe's eventually gonna come home <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it's just like Uncle Flip, what do you mean? Thing shoots off and it's like, oh well that's not fun. Alright. Oh, he sends well. one he sends one to Vanya being like, Hey Hey, check out what I can do. I'm fi- I'm going to go find Elric now. I'll keep you updated and he just shoots it off. All Vanya's right. response is like, Flint, what the fuck? Pretty much. WTF mate. Uh, you, Margot, go ahead and make me three more uh, survival checks. <laughs> this first one is four. Oh boy, we're off to a rocking start. <laughs> Eleven, sixteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, <laughs> audible sigh of relief. There we are. As you are traveling along, your uh, your draft lizard is becoming uh, very agitated. Oh yeah. <gasps> away. I have land vehicles Far as away. proficiency. <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. But I don't have animal handling, which is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> I have a minus one to animal handling, but I have writing. What? You have a minus one? Uh, Rovarth ain't wise. <laughs> oh, I have a three in animal handling. Hey, Rovarth ain't <laughs> it's wise. you're wise. It is hilarious to me that Margot's wisdom is so high. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of us are like, uh, I feel like Flint's that person that, that's a definition of like, how are you so smart, but so dumb? <laughs> um well everybody can make perception checks. Uh Roscoe, you can make yours with advantage. With advantage? Sweet. Yes. Because you yes. have blind sense. I got a twenty seven. Jesus Christ. Yes. Um I got an eighteen. Alright. <laughs> Rovarth got a three. Oh, buddy. <laughs> 19. All right. Well, everyone but Rovarth, 
notices that the uh, ground coming from your left and your right is being distorted um, as if something is moving underneath of it. And we're going <gasps> to go ahead and roll initiative for the surprise round. As Ruvarth probably steps in the middle of the path of whatever this thing is. 17. I got a 21. All right, hold on a second. Damn, okay, Flint. I'm here to kick butt and discover artifacts. We've already discovered artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're ready, I have Rovarth's roll as well. Yes, what did Rovarth uh, get? 21. You all did such wonderful rolls. And what did Roscoe get? Seven. Seven. <laughs> Give and take, my friend. Uh, what did Margot get again? Um, 17. And Flint got a 21? Mm-hmm. All right. Does Rovarth or, well, Rovarth doesn't get to participate in this prize. No, because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it is Flint's turn. Uh, nothing quite has happened yet. Can I wait? Cool. I'm going to wait till like, you know, something happens. All right. But until then, I would like to ready Thunder Wave. Okay, so when an enemy presents itself, you are going to cast Thunder Wave. Yeah. Okay. Good news. A bullet. Uh, the land sharks, as they are sometimes called. Oh, God. Uh, shoots up out of the ground, attacking your draft lizard. <gasps> no! Cool, I cast Thunder Wave. Each, pers- each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. And uh, that's against my spell DC, which, let me look that up, 15. It got a 25. Well, fuck. An accessible save, well, I mean, it still takes like a D8 of thunder damage. Uh, more than that, because you have to cast it at the highest level possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, I did not think this through, but oh, well. I have done my thing. What hast thou done? I mean, I have cast it Thunder Wave at 5th level, so... So this would be in total like 68. Uh, well, 28 Thunder Damage total uh, for all the D8s, because I imagine people are near me, unfortunately. Yes. Well, you're ang- you would be angling it away from everyone else. Uh, so that's 14 damage, you said? Uh, Yeah, 28 total, so 14 for it. Okay, I mean, that hurts. Uh... Then thunderous boom. Boom. Boom! A crack of thunder radiates across the desert. Rovarth yells, What was that? <laughs> what I can't the hear! Fuck? Uh, well, the bad news is that it has just killed your draft lizard. No! It knocks it prone and just slashes at it with its uh, big old meaty claws, and the weight of it has just killed the lizard. No! Oh. Uh, And also broken the uh, part of the cart that kind of connects it to the lizard. And you guys, actually, I don't know if you've fought a bullet before. I don't. I don't remember. Believe we have. We haven't. Um, these ones are much sleeker than uh, what you would expect. Uh, a bit slimmer. Seems to make it easier to move through the sand and this kind of loose dirt. Uh, but it is Margot's turn. Well, first I'm going to challenge it. 
it is its intelligence is not high enough. Damn it. Well, yes, it is uh-huh. dumb by animal standards. All right. Well, I'm going to use my dueling brilliant energy uh, my dueling brilliant energy sword and I'm going to run up to stab it. Okay. Oh, and I'm not going to hit cuz I well actually hang on. 15? No. Yeah, you you stab into its chitin. Uh, the, these heavy plates that cover its body, uh, but it just doesn't really dig in very much. I got an 11 for the second yeah, one. So that's not enough. <sighs> all right. <laughs> I think that's all I can do. Mm, I believe so. Yeah, that's all I can do. All right. Well, now the second bullet leaps out of the ground but it lands oh uh on the cart which means roscoe rovarth and flint all need to make either strength or dexterity saving throws your choice oh, uh, rovarth however you will be making yours at disadvantage because you were entirely unprepared for this oh, what? <laughs> leaps out of the ground and rovarth's like what the i think i will be going with dexterity i got a 17 dexterity <laughs> 22. I rolled a three, so that's a five. Oh, my. And I am using dex. All right. Everyone, well, I'm going to tell Rovarth what he takes, and uh, Flint and Roscoe just have that. Okay. Rovarth, you take 18 bludgeoning damage Uh, plus 14 slashing damage. 18 plus 14. Uh, and you are knocked prone. Okay. Oh, God. Currently, the bullet is on top of you. Oh, okay. Flint and Rovarth take half damage, and you are just pushed five feet out of the bullet's space, as it has landed on and crushed your cart. Mm. Basically, something uh, the size of a horse, but built like a rhino, just leapt up out of the ground. But now it's Roscoe's turn. Okay, so we got one in the cart on top of Rovarf. Uh, the cart is destroyed. cart is destroyed, but it's still on top of Rovarf. Yes. And we got one that's killed the lizard. Yes. Okay. Well, we got one on top of Rovarf, so I'm going to stab that one and try to work on it. <laughs> Checks out. 20. A 20 will hit. And that will be... 10 damage. Slashing. Yeah, you dig into its uh, chitin pretty heavily. I mean, that hurt. Anything else? Yes, I'm going to... As a bonus, I'm going to do Healing Word on Rovarf. Okay. Um, He gets 10 back. Ooh, okay. And that's my turn. All right. It is now Rovarf's turn. So, this thing jumps out of the ground, lands on me in the the wind is knocked out of me, and I reach into my pocket, and I grab the mana stone with one hand, and with the other hand, I reach out and grab the bullet by whatever I can grab, and I cast mm-hmm. Vampiric Touch. Because <laughs> it hurt me a lot, and I want that hit points back. Uh, I just so love it, that you have that. I learned playing this character that it helps to have spells that do drastically different things, especially when you're playing a warlock. 
so uh, let's see here. So it's a it's a melee spell attack. So that is not a good roll. Let me see if my <laughs> modifier can fix that. Uh, Even with a plus two from the mana stone. Uh, isn't it plus three? Like a plus three. Oh yeah, it is yeah. plus three. Let's see if I correctly added this together. I did. So that is a plus ten. So that's fifteen. Uh, fifteen is not enough. Ooh. Ooh. So yeah, it's just the the incantation is not able to get through the chitin. Yeah, you're trying to get through its chitin, which is kind of like I imagine it's probably made of the same stuff fingernails are, and you just can't get to a part that has nerve endings. <laughs> well, the good news is it's a concentration spell, but... Oh, yeah, you just keep going. Yeah. But it is now Flint's turn. Uh, Flint, the way that you have landed, if you wanted to, you have a straight line for Lightning Bolt that will not hit Rovarth, Margo, or Roscoe. Cool, I do that. Hold on, I have to do math. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Stupid math. 18? You're, you're not attacking, remember? Oh, yeah, That's that. That's how the lightning bolt works. I'm forgetting <laughs> that. Okay, it's, um, hold on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Robarth is wheezing underneath this thing that's crushing him. Listen, I'm trying here. It is 86, although because yours is being cast at, uh, 5th level, it would be 10d6. This is a lot of d6s. Yes. And what is the dexterity save? The dc? 15. 15. One of them succeeded. The one that Margot is fighting did not. Good, that bastard killed Lenny. I mean, <laughs> it still takes half damage. 31 total damage. Oh boy. That hurt a lot. Cool. Fear me. Also, I'm out of spell slots. Oh. Oh, no. I mean, I still have cantrips, but I'm just out of spell slots. All right. Uh, well, the bullet that Margo's fighting is very startled by these events, but doesn't know what the fuck is happening, so it's just going to attack Margo. Mm. Uh, I know for a fact that 15 does not hit your armor class. Nope. Yeah, it tries to bite at you, and you just easily dodge out of the way mm-hmm. yes. uh, and it is now your turn sweet well I'm gonna try and stab it again 23 yes okay 12 damage ow and can I use chop the tree or do, do I have to announce it if Chop the tree is only against uh, targets of your challenge. Oh, never mind. So, I got a 26. That hits. 12 damage. Uh, that hurts. It is very badly hurt. Good. Margot just screams out as she's slashing it, This is for Lenny! <laughs> and everybody else is like, Who the fuck is Lenny? <laughs> She unwittingly uh, named the lizard and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> That's fair. So the bullet that is on top of Rovarth uh, does know where that lightning bolt came from. And because Flint did not move away, it is going to try and bite Flint. Um, can I, as a reaction, do the thing with my armor? 
Yeah, I can do that yes. as a reaction. So first off, well, hold on. Let me go up so I can read what that does exactly. I mean, I have it pulled up. You want me to read it? Yeah, go right ahead. As an artificer. As an artificer, for uh, because of I enchanted my armor and I haven't taken it off, and I chose repulsion. As a reaction, a creature of my choice within five feet of me must succeed a strength saving throw against my spell save. Or we push 15 feet away from me and have their movement speed reduced to zero until the end of their next turn. Ooh. All right. Um, I can do that once a long rest. So it has to be to 15 and it's probably going to succeed. But hey, I tried. Uh, it actually doesn't. Amazing. That's awesome. So it is pushed. Well, hmm. Jason, you're a DM. Would you say that that happens before or after the attack? Um, well, because it would have to honestly, be as a reaction like... to something. I would say that that happens before, just because Hellish Rebuke specifically states in response to being damaged by a creature. So I would say, since yours doesn't say yeah, that, all this says is as a reaction. So I would so say it's, it's as a reaction to something, but it doesn't specify. So I would say before. Because okay. that's how shield it works. Turns, like when you go to cast shield. It turns around and tries to bite. And I just freak out, cross my arms in front of me and just... You guys see a ripple. Yeah, and, and it's it's just kind of... Yeah, yeah, you you do that. And this, these uh, runes that were invisible before light up on your armor. And it is pushed off of Rovarth and a little bit away from you. However, it just move, takes a step forward. Uh, to bite you. Ugh. But a, a 10 does not hit. Nope. So it is now Roscoe's turn. All right. So this is a... What type of shark again? Land... Some type of... Uh, they're called land sharks. Their actual name is Bullet. Okay. But they are... But they are animals. Yes. They're monstrosities, but they are animals. Okay. I'm going to spend a bardic inspiration to turn my verse of power into verse of animal kinship. Um, okay. they make a wisdom saving throw or become charmed for one minute. All right. That's really cool. Um, and yeah, you'd be able to get both of them. Uh, let's see. First wisdom saving throw is a 16. So the one attacking Flint succeeds. Yep. Just made it. But the other one got a five. So it's charmed for one minute. Yep. Uh, let me double check that ability. It only affects beasts. Ah, okay. Yes. It verse of animal kinship specifies that it only affects beasts, which is a type of animal. Ah, okay. My bad. Yeah. Um, so you still have your action. I'm not gonna Okay. Roscoe would know that. Alright, well, you know what? I'm just gonna do regular verse of power and spend that bark inspiration to exclude a one who's not. Uh, Rovarth would be the only one that you might risk. Well, I will still exclude him. <laughs> All right. But they do make strength checks. All righty. Or take uh, half. The one, the one right next to you fails. Okay. And the one next to Margo also fails. All right, so they're going to be knocked back 20 feet and prone. Jesus, 20 feet. And they will take 11 thunder. Okay. <laughs> uh, the one fighting Margot is 
very, very badly hurt. Yes, what has become rather familiar, uh, Roscoe speaks two words that none of you are able to hear. And in that moment of silence, this energy, uh, thunderous energy, uh, springs forth and it parts around Rovarth and strikes these two bullets and they are sent tumbling away, just struck by this force. Uh, They are now 20 feet away from where they previously were. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I think I've done my job. (laughs) <laughs> Rovarth, it's your turn. Well, first things first, now that it's no longer crushing me, I'm going to stand up. All right. Um, how far away is the nearest uh, one from me? Uh, they're both about 30 feet. So it's going to take me too long to get to them. I will cast Eldritch Blast. All right. Uh, which one are you hitting first? The one that crushed me. Fair. <laughs> That's a... That's a lot to hit. That's a 27 to hit. <laughs> yes, yes, that will do it. Uh, let's see, that's 1d10. For eight points of damage on the first one. Okay. Oh, sorry, I forgot to add my thing. So it's actually 11 points of damage on the first one. My bad. All right, so the one that attacked you has taken some damage, uh, looking worse for wear. And I'm going to hit it again. All right. That's the same die roll. So another 27 to hit. Nice. Four, six plus three, nine damage. Ow. Yep. It, I imagine it sounds a lot like hitting a piece of wood with a big hammer. <laughs> uh, Flint, it's your turn. Hooray. So I cast... Hmm. I cast a fireball at the one that tried to bite me. Firebolts, go! So that was bad. <laughs> that in total is going to be an eight, because I rolled a one. And I'm pissed. That will not be enough. That is a critical miss. Yeah, I just shoot wild. Yeah, you, you try to like position yourself better, and your foot lands on the rubble of the cart, and you <laughs> kind of lose footing when you fire. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I got the perfect shot, then I just slip. On a, and I just trip over the cart and fall over and shoot into the sky. Yep. Anything else you can do? Nope. Well, the bullet that was fighting Margot uh, makes. If it, if it wasn't nearly a ton, it would probably sound very uh, sad and pathetic as it burrows down into the ground and away from you. Oh no! Does that mean um, it's running away? Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I mean, probably. It was incredibly badly hurt. Uh, but okay. Margo, it's your turn. You are one, two. Yep, you are thirty feet away from the other bullet. I'm close enough that I can run over to it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna attack it. Okay. <laughs> thirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Twelve damage. Ow. Oh, second one. 15. Uh, no. Yep. That's all for my turn. Well, this bullet takes the disengage action and burrows down into the ground. (laughs) Uh, Combat's over. 
I think they broke a rib. Poor Rivarth. But more importantly, poor, poor Lenny. (laughs) Did you name the lizard Lenny? Yes, Lenny the lizard. Oh. He didn't live long enough for me to tell, tell you all his name. I mean, we know now. Uh, yeah. Hopefully Roscoe can do some healing on Rovarth because I'm all out. <laughs> I'm not hurt that badly, but it does sting. You, you just complained about your ribs. I'd be... How heavy did you say this thing was, Eli? <laughs> um, like I said, it's the size of a draft horse, but built like a rhinoceros. Yeah, that landed on me. Of course he broke a rip. <laughs> Give yourself 16 back. Uh, that's actually over over my max, so I am good to go. Roscoe, do you feel better? Much. Thank you. You are welcome. All right. Uh, the next several days of travel uh, go well. As in, you don't have any more encounters. That's good. Um, There's no, like, closed border for the UN Empire, but based on what Roscoe knows about them, uh, they don't get many dragonborn or tieflings. And their style of clothing is very different from Thar. Uh, So no matter what, you're all going to stand out. Yep. So, yeah, and Roth, Roscoe, Roscoe makes that clear that we're going to stand out no matter what we do. We're going to be wearing different clothes. We're going to have a dragon born and a TV in a party, and they don't get that many of them there. We're just going to stand out. We're going to draw attention. So let's not draw any extra attention. That makes sense. I mean, I'll try. Roscoe looks at you. I mean, like... <laughs> I, l- I like the idea of Roscoe being like, yeah. We're all going to try. try. That was the point. <laughs> we will all attempt to try, Flint. We will all attempt to try. Uh, but you guys do encounter a town. You you have reached uh, some semblance of civilization. Fantastic. Hooray. I'll take that over land sharks. Uh, it's not a very large town, but it does appear to be large enough to... Like it has streets. <laughs> That's a start. Oh, okay. Well, like the last town you were in wasn't really big enough to have streets. There were just spaces between the buildings. No, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't really so much a town as so much as a collection of houses. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's see. All right. So, what is the uh, plan? How long, how long, how, from the place we left to this town, how long have we been traveling again? Probably about a week. Week. Good sirs and Margot, do you think perhaps if they have lodgings in this area, maybe a night of a proper, a proper bit of rest might do us good? Yeah, that does sound good. Yeah. Rest and food. I could do without the rucking for a little bit. Yeah. All right. We could also potentially buy buy some more rations. Very mm-hmm. good in idea. The, we morning. do need that. Oh yeah, they'll probably actually take money here. So we're gonna go into the town <laughs> to get more rations, get some proper, not 
you know, roughing it with rest. We just have a relaxing evening if possible. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, then, uh, yeah, you guys, you find lodgings at the Lazy Cat Inn. I'm all for it. <laughs> I turned Flint into a lazy cat. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, you have to figure he's a tiefling. I like honestly, I feel like he's sort of like a cat, anyways. If you uh, if you ask, the innkeeper is very nonplussed at telling you that it was founded by their grandmother, and she was very very fond of her cat. So when they had to give it a name. That's what they did. Wholesome backstory. Such cute. Yeah. But, yeah, it's only going to cost, it's about five silver a night. That's not bad. You know, it's not a particularly fancy inn, but it's comfortable uh, or modest, I guess. They will be able to fill a basin with water so that you can bathe if you want to. Appreciate that. Please. Mm-hmm. Margo would like to splash around in some water. All right. You got there pretty early in the day, so they just let you know that uh, dinner is served in the uh, common room around, you know, sundownish. Okay. But that gives you all plenty of time to get a bath and get comfortable. Yes. Uh, this is good stuff. Nice, relaxing. No land sharks in sight stuff. <laughs> it is the uh, the closest to the comforts of home that you've come to in a couple months. Which is why why we're enjoying every single bit of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even on your trip to, you know, through the Confederacy of the Quiet Desert, through uh, on your way to Nemgalore, there were enough towns to stop in that you you didn't have to quite rough it as much as you have. Right. But you're also able to restock on generic adventuring equipment if you guys want to on your own time spend money for that. But as you were all sitting around your table uh, enjoying your your dinner, a group of well, Rovarth would be able to point them out like just to pinpoint them as soldiers very quickly uh they are getting rowdy Mm. now when you say rowdy do you mean like imminently destructive to this establishment um more tremendously disrespectful now that's even worse yeah no um Mm. i'm gonna give roscoe a look bar fight you say no 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 (laughs) Well, maybe. Okay. Just <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna look at at uh, Roscoe <laughs> and I'm gonna say I can't abide people that don't show proper respect, especially not to ones so hospitable as our hosts have been. I'm gonna go and have a word with them. Uh, just keep an eye out. I will observe. And I get up from my table. Uh. Yeah, I'll go ahead and let you know. There are six of them. Mm-hmm. Two of them much better equipped. Or three of them much better equipped than the other three. Got it. 
So I'm going to walk up to the ones that are more better equipped. I'm going to assume that they're more high ranking. Actually, can I roll to see if I can figure out who's the commanding officer here? Roll insight with advantage. Okay. Because if I can figure this out, and yeah, we'll figure out more stuff depending on how my insight is. I want to make sure that I'm not stepping on any toes I don't want to step on. But at the same time, I can't abide rudeness. With advantage is a 13. Yeah, you're pretty sure um, there's a man in uh, uh, studded leather armor mm -hmm. that you're fairly certain is a uh, a captain of some kind. All right. I'll, uh, I'll walk up to him, and I'll... I'm going to give my best commanding officer type approach because I believe I did list him as an off as an officer, a low-ranking one. And as I approach him, I say, everything doing all right here? What you assume to be the captain mm -hmm. uh, looks at you and says, we don't get many scales in these parts. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> well... Are you here to buy us a drink or just to leave? Well, I'm not here to leave. And I'll uh, turn to the barkeep, I guess. And I'll say, uh, get me something strong and cheap for these gentlemen. They all kind of laugh a bit. And go, uh, what are you doing here, stranger? Oh, I'm just wandering through. Figured I'd pick up some work along the way. Well, you know, there is a travel tax. <laughs> Ruvarth will visibly laugh at that one. A travel tax, you say? And who's the one yes. collecting on this? Well, it's your lucky day. It's me. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to drop the friendly act immediately. And I would like to roll for intimidation. And I'm going to say... Uh, ooh, I, have, I might have a spell for this. Yay. Let me see. Actually, I... I got rid of that one. No, no, I have prestidigitation. Cool. So I can I can do some stuff. Uh, let me see here. You can make a color, a small mark, or a symbol appear on an object or surface for one hour. So what I would like to do is make this symbol of um, Bayron, because I know that they're a pretty big head honcho god, uh, yep. appear on my armor. And I will say, you don't know who you're messing with. I suggest you keep your heads low while you're in town. Never know who might be keeping an eye on your activities. Maybe they'll uh, report your superiors your uh, not-quite-legal behavior. Wouldn't want that now, would you? Involuntary discharge and all that. All right. Go ahead and uh, roll intimidation. All right. It sounded good. Well, because I'm trying to not, like, outright threaten them, threaten them in the middle of the bar. Like, I want to give them a chance to not be idiots. Uh, 17. All right. Uh, the captain looks at the mark, and he looks at you, and he looks at one of the people who are clearly kind of a low-ranked uh, soldier, and he just jerks his head towards the door, and the guy runs out, and the uh, captain you've been talking to says... Uh, you clearly don't know much about how things work around here. 
So I think we're just going to beat the shit out of you. I'll let you take the first shot. And I take a couple <laughs> steps uh, you back. You say that. <laughs> well, you say that, and the uh, guy who ran outside comes back in, mm-hmm. and then the the doors open behind him, and the door frame creaks as a half-ogre squeezes his way through the doorway. I'm gonna turn to the half-ogre and go, uh... Margo! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Margo's gonna jump up. Uh, well, oh, with that, this episode is over. I'm so excited. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, so much for keeping, lo- so keeping low. Excited. Just remember, the important thing about fighting ogres is they have layers. Bar fight. Abby, you got some pluggables? Uh, Yeah, I have a Twitter, an Instagram, and a TikTok. All are elvenly underscore E, and I'm trying to remember to use them more often. But uh, hopefully, we will not be fighting more half-ogres anytime soon. Or whatever. Have a good day. (laughs) Um... I will admit the half ogre thing took me by surprise, but you know I'll I'll, t- I'll take care of it. Um, I have a YouTube channel that is uh, Arasil Prime E R A S Y L space P R I M E, where I play uh, various RPGs and other games that I enjoy, and uh, sometimes just stuff like this happens, and I'm like, uh, what's going on here? What? Uh, okay, replan. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Well, if you first don't succeed, you face a half-ogre. But with that out of the way, you can find me at JerryJerryQuiteContrary on Instagram. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I. I post various pictures of gardening, food, cute animals, mean outfits and stuff. I'm on Twitter at Jerrius underscore Jer, where I post about wrestling and other things. And you can find me writing articles and reviews about pro wrestling on VoicesOfWrestling.com under my name, Jerry Evans. Ogre free. Bye. And I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under Am Cosplay Queen. Working on uh, lots of sewing on the Instagram. Um, so there'll be a lot of pictures about, uh, um, I guess, progress on that. And I'm super excited for this bar fight. And I've been your host, Eli Royal. Uh, presuming that the world has not burst into various flames by the time you hear this episode, you can find me online at royalartisanprops.com. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.